So Mikey Mason just joined us. You're recording. I'm just derailing. I'm at this point. I'm just literally to... we had nothing in plan in mind. We were just, I'm just shooting. We were going to talk about the count. Okay. Most part. How do you like the count? Awesome. Pretty it's good. A lot of fun. We got a moderator. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm your Charlie Rose. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, Mikey, how are you? Aaron, how you doing, bro? Doing that's a lot of Pepsi. Like well, that's you know, it's that's very uh, thirsty. It's a nice head on that Pepsi. No pun intended. That Bud Light looks kind of dark there. <laughs> it's like you drink what I get you. <laughs> I'm less excited that this is a podcast recording than if this would have been a pickup game. <laughs> okay, we're going to play an RPG called Podcaster. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Can I min max on this? Well, yeah, you can. Right, awesome. Exactly. Where's no my dice? There's no tea. What anybody else like beer? Oh, that's LARPing. Yes, there you go. No, I'm good. Sure. So, how are you enjoying the show? More importantly, how did your stand-up stand up go? I don't know how my stand up go. Who saw it? I I don't really Thank make you. the judgment. Did you feel warm response? I mean, yeah, but I mean, it was like playing a home field advantage. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. These are your target demographic. It's not just my target demographic. I mean, this is like my backyard. These are people that know me. But it, so it's it's got to be pretty cool to have released a song on the internet last week, and you're playing it to a room of people who are singing it back. To oh yeah. That, I mean, if you weren't springing, who knew there were 150 people who got me over 200,000 views? Yeah. I mean, it was just that one room. <laughs> they were all there. They just watched it over and they renewed their IP. Oh, oh, sure. Five minutes here, replacing with somebody cooler. We have yes. new James. This is oh, new James. Thank you. Don't stand up. If you stand up, you lose. I didn't realize that half the people you in your up. podcast yeah. were in we, your game yeah. for slot. Uh, yeah, everyone's uh, at me. I think. Was like, me and Wayne. You know how I felt. You had hope. Exactly. Exactly. Yesterday's uh, day after Ragnarok game was Paul's very first role playing game. Oh really? Ever. You didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. Yeah. With yeah. Cherry pop. <laughs> <laughs> that little discomfort. I have a but... quirk, oblivious, yeah. and uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. And, and so, and so we 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 had that first. I have to tell you, uh, you, uh, I've gamed with uh, guys who've been playing for years and years and years, who I would much rather game with you with. Then. No, thank wow. you. Um, and then, just a few short hours later. His first character died. Right. Yeah, they killed me. And uh, I wish I could say no, that. Don't was say a record. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? We all made it out. out but of I've played trial. first edition D and D. Yeah, there you go. And when you have three hit points, and your brother says you are hit by an orc, <laughs> <laughs> it starts a trend. Yeah. 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 That's why. That's why your first character should never be a wizard. <laughs> so, Mikey, uh, you were in uh, our day after Ragnarok game. What yeah. would you do for the second princess party? Oh, how was that? I was Princess Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, for those who are the uninitiated. And uh, she was virtually a tank. And uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I beat Maleficent into utter pulpy unconsciousness and then dropped her into a lava moat. <laughs> because Prince Charming was supposed to have killed her. And uh, he lied. <laughs> As Prince Charming's want to. He yes. thought he killed her. <laughs> he thought he She's took the trap. He just likes to tell you what he thinks you want to hear. And then uh, we beat Bowser in unconsciousness. He watched me. Uh, we, we woke. I ripped him from the 
shell while they, he was unconscious. Mm-hmm. We put his shell on the other side of the room, bound him. Uh, we had to save our princess from our princes from, other, from another castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ariel was there, and Bob Arons played Ariel, and nice. she was a cholo in training. She was just so. <laughs> She, she had a shiv. She had a shiv. Her dingle hopper shiv. That's right. And, uh, and that was, it was just brilliant. Uh, Filed down and serrated. I got to, that's right. Tim was GMing and I got to see uh, him, uh, I got to see Tim as Eric, the prince, Ariel's prince, and, and Bob Arons as Ariel have a fight and make up. <laughs> oh, Which make ended out. up with them making out in awesome. a cage. Wow. And, uh, wow, in a cage. Yes, that is hot. In a cage. That's, that's hot. That's, that's some cage. <laughs> it's also on my script. Yes, it, it also included that, that game. Also included statutory rape, uh, several bouts of intimidation. Uh, wow. A torture scene, which made Reservoir Dogs look look amateur. Um, <laughs> wow, what else? I, Dear God, uh, yeah. Lots of Bob. Zelda was part of and, and talked about the magic boomerang that she had made for you know herself more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, the boomerang froze stuff, but it also had two settings. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, half the time Link's a little boy. <laughs> so she never knows how he's going to come back. <laughs> and then third slot? I do third slot. Oh, I ran a game, I think. You were yes, in this general area. No, I ran a game. It was, the, the, it was, a, it was wonderful fun. Uh, it was uh, uh, furry pirate ninja steampunk Victoria. A space opera with magic and robots. I heard about nice. that game. And uh, apparently people have heard about that game. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out much better than I ever thought it would. Right. And I think that will be my default go-to games forever. <laughs> no, no, that was a game about gangster, right? Uh, actually, there was kind of a gangster guy in it, yeah. Sure. There was. There was all sorts of interracial... Sexual tension. Nice. Sorry, interspecial sexual tension. <laughs> what surprised you about the game? Um, how invested the players got in the characters. And part of it was I started off with Chad's uh, uh, tendency to write out questions. And they're just open-ended questions that you give everybody a different sheet and it asks you, why do you blah, blah. Somebody saw this. Or right. You're worried that somebody saw this. What was it? Mm-hmm. Or uh, stuff like that. Why do you... Want and I, the, I had a vague goal when we sat down. I didn't have a, a, a plot. I had them. They made up the plot. They made up the monsters. They made up the the villain. They made the uh, the the place where they had to go steal what they were stealing, um, why they were stealing it. That different people in the group had different reasons for stealing it. Um, I mean, really. And the characters just turned out so incredible. I had pre-made the characters, but what the players brought to the characters was so much more since they invested in them. Yeah. With the, uh, you know, it's one thing to come to a con and uh, and get, be given a pre G character and dive into it, but it's another thing to be given a questionnaire, I think, and start before you even start the game. You have to invest something in the character. You have some sort of stake in 
the game world. Yeah. And uh, I love either way, but as a GM, I prefer making the players do more of the work for me, and uh, and make that ensures that they're in, at least somewhat invested in my game. Right. So I can be the weaker GM that I am. Not <laughs> <laughs> weaker, more li- lazier. Lazier, but uh, more time than that. Less prepared GM that I am. <laughs> You're an improv. There. I'm improvisational. And what'd you do for slot number five today? Oh yeah. Uh, four, four. This morning. I ran Skies of Glass. Oh, did you? For uh, Dan Rapperger and ex Sergeant Daniel SMC and uh, Zane Everett, a couple other guys. So you ran for Dan, the guy who developed the. Yeah. And he's never been able to play Skies of Glass, and I told him I would. I was worried about it because, you know, it's no magic, no sci-fi, yeah. bleak post-apocalyptic world with no mutants, and uh, and it's uh, and again I started with questions for the characters, and they, you know, and I used a very simple rules light system and uh, a bare bones plot and had them fill in a lot of a lot of blanks for me, but uh, I kept it while the it was a bare bones system it was pretty gritty you know death is a final thing and when somebody pulls a weapon shit's going down mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it's going to hurt a lot you, you can't it's, if somebody hits you with a baseball bat generally you're not rolling with it mm-hmm. you know you're rolling on the floor afterwards and uh, I hadn't run a serious game uh, I mean an actual serious game rather than a light hearted or cinematic since uh, probably college mm-hmm. so it's been a few years. I don't care to say how many. I'm not going there. And um, <laughs> so I was a little worried. And Dan said that I caught the spirit of Skies of Glass immediately. I mean, it was just. It was brutal. So he didn't stop you going, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. Well, no, that's my wife. All but, right. um, <laughs> but that was fun. So it was it was, it was was a, a bleak game? Bleak, yes. Violence, theft, rape, murder. Political. It, it got kind of political. They lived in a small town. I'm not going to go into a gaming story, but they lived in a small town, so there was political tension between. They were younger. Most of the uh, most of the characters were younger and disagreed with the elder who ran the town. Yeah. And so um, there was tension between them, between their parents, and it just made for an interesting dynamic. Yeah. And two, I made two of the characters were brothers, and so one was the younger brother who was always in his older brother's shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made sure his uh, older brother was up. And kind of, he was apprenticed to the doctor in the town, which in a post-apocalyptic setting is a, a big deal, right? You know, medicine, and uh, and that set up an interesting dynamic too. We actually saw a character. I mean, the guy who played the younger brother during the course of the game came into his own. We saw him. I mean, and every even his brother saw him come into his own. And everybody was surprised. So you actually had some par- character progression inside the con game. Yeah, within a two and a half hour game, that was pretty interesting to see it happen. Mm-hmm. I was surprised more than anybody else. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, these characters uh, were based, uh, you know, they had four traits and four skills, and that was it. Yeah. And name and age, that's all that was on the character sheet. Yeah. You had a lot of stuff going on yesterday. I mean, you were constant. Everybody played three games, right? Well, yeah, but you also had stand-up comedy and, and the trivia show. And the trivia show. I mean, you were constant from 10.30 to 11.30. People want to know... Uh, 
I'll tell you, I, I, this is the one thing that I can give anybody as an advice on anything. Get involved. Whatever it is, get involved. You do that by volunteering. All right? If you want to get more out of something, get more involved in it. Volunteer with it. It doesn't matter what it is. I got to go see. I, I volunteered for a website in uh, 2000. Started volunteering for a website in 2000 doing op, uh, spec op, or spec art, speculation art, and operational art just to do the website for comicsfilm.com. Got to go out and see Spider-Man in L.A. before it was released at a screener for the press. I mean, why? Because I got involved. And it doesn't matter what it is that you enjoy, get involved. You know, start a podcast about it. That's fine. Get involved in a podcast. You don't have to be on the thing. You know, find some way to help them out or whatever. You know, and when I... That's how I got involved with Fear the Boot at all is, uh, you know, I was listening and I, they said we want professionals to come do, you know, uh, seminars or discussion panels. And I was a, I'm a professional comedian and I said, well, this is what I do for a living and my sense of humor came from my gaming. So I started volunteering. Been here every year since. Were you here in the first year? Were you here in the first Two? Yeah. From two on. Somebody referred to me today is Fear the Comic. <laughs> Fake one. <anyway>. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Skies of Glass, I've been writing some Skies of Glass fiction. My role is some Fake Wayne. It's some fake, some yeah. fake Skies of Glass fiction. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's not real at all. No, no. no, no. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's uh, Skies of Glass nonfiction. Exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> for reals. This is how it actually is. <laughs> Skies of Glass for reals. I have visions of the future. <laughs> well, I think you weren't, weren't you inspired by the hotel we're staying at with the post-apocalyptic look of the uh, some of the floors. Yeah, it was more of a dungeon feel. You know, there was some green slime and uh, a couple of gelatinous cubes in the hallway. And, uh, we were coming down last night. I, the... The, the dungeony area where we are in the hotel, which is below ground level. Right, right. Um, still and John and I have been remarking since we got here that we're convinced there's some bad shit going on down there. And I, I am, I'm going to use it as my uh, floor plan for my next zombie game because, I mean, I'm looking at these ambush points. You walk in there and you're like, this is totally a first-person shooter. It really is. It really is. And so, John, we're, we're, we're coming back from the bar last night, and John's like... That room wasn't there. <laughs> it just showed up. He's right. That room wasn't there. I mean, it was not there. This is a whole new. And what, what, this was a revelation you had on your way back from a bar. Right. But then, I'm just here. So, but they both had it. Smokey may have been involved in to, something. Just say to describe the setting. The hallway is dark, right? And the only light in there is really kind of that flickering kind of light. Yeah, you know, yeah. horrible fluorescent. The, yeah. the room next to my door looks like the door has been kicked open. <laughs> okay? <laughs> then there's my room. There's the this new room that's appeared, and then further down the hall is where John's room is. And John's like, I don't think that was there. I'm like, man, I, I, I know that room wasn't there. The door is open, and the brightest light you've ever seen is coming out. <laughs> hey, let's go look. And, 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 and John just kind of, in the kind of peers in, and it keeps going. Oh yeah. So I go into my room, I grab my ice bucket, I'm going to go to the ice machine. Like, well, i got to know what's in that room. <laughs> so I go in, and you know, you, you, as you're as you're stepping into the room, you can see the edge of a conference table. You can see, you know, the the screen where like they project a slideshow or something. Again, just tremendously bright in comparison to all 
all the other lights anywhere in this hotel. There's a blind corner, you know, as you come along, because you can't see what's around the corner. So, you know, I come in and I'm kind of peeking in, and there is a stack of empty pizza boxes. I mean, as, as tall as James. A stack of empty pizza boxes, this array of empty, so, you know, two-liter soda bottles, not a sign of anybody. I am found the pizza room. I am also convinced that John and I are not only the only people currently on this floor. We're the only two people who've ever been on this floor. I knew there was a problem when I walked to find my room, and I saw on the wall no number, just a blob of adhesive where the number once was. Luckily, I can. I'm good at counting by twos. I was able to find my room, but you need to, to see tonight when you go back to your hotel room after leaving the bar again, uh-huh. yeah. uh, see if the the new room is one door closer like now it's <laughs> it's a traumatizing little hotel I guess. it really yeah. is I'm on the I'm in the penthouse well here's yeah. what I like so they reserved a block of rooms and yet we're on every floor in the hotel yeah. exactly. they couldn't give us just the stuff surrounding the the pool on one level I mean you're just taking it too literal it's a figurative block yeah. Yes. It's metaphorical. It's, metaphorical. it's like yeah. it's like when you've saved a saved a saved a, a file on a right. desk too many times and it's all scattered all over. <laughs> they need to defragment the hotel. The fear of the con block is just all over the place. You need to I, I think what you're glad you're all your room is all in one place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think what you're seeing is we're in all the rooms that are capable to be inhabited by humans. Yeah, that's yeah. Like <laughs> you, you don't want to see the rooms they didn't put in the block. No, no, there are more rooms that are capable because um, last night I, you know, we're, we get back, I'm like, let me just, just go drop off my stuff, go into my room, you know, I'm there for like three minutes, walk out, and the and, and then all of a sudden the hallway is filled with like 12-year-olds. Like there's 12-year-old girls and guys just running all up and down the hallway, and then at the end of the hallway there's a cop set up. I'm like, this is like, are you, on, are you on the second floor? I'm, I'm on the fourth floor. Oh, okay. You know, Paul, I think which is really the second floor because you go up, yeah. you walk in on the yeah, ground on the floor, floor on the go up one flight of stairs we're on the floor, 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 floor. floor. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I have a new theory about the hotel and it's a multi-dimensional hotel <laughs> like <laughs> you know what that, that's where the room came from it just slid in like there's another dimension where that room exists somewhere there's a TARDIS yes exactly <laughs> you know I saw those 12 year olds this is the retardist yes <laughs> and you know what they, uh, I, one of them asked me where uh, where Paul Ponte was staying <laughs> It's like, oh, room 452. And then the cops showed up, so I don't know. Nice. Yeah. You know what, Paul? The, uh, yeah, their yeah, head was the, in a fold-up chair and everything. Just yeah, sitting there yeah. like they were going to be there all night. The 12-year-olds and the cop, if, any, if, they would, if anything would have happened, it would have been entrapment. You'd get off. I mean, <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. She didn't tell me she was 12. <laughs> she told me she was 18, and by law, she's 18. Yeah. No, I'm just i got to tell you. I checked out and everything. It's not the scariest hotel that I've ever stayed in. No. Not mine either. No, same here. My, my, my scariest hotel was one that was steps from the bus station in Portland, Oregon. And I was 18, and I had gotten kicked out of my friend's house and had traveled back to Portland to catch my plane home. And it's basically a flop house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you would expect. 
by the bus station. And I think this is the weirdest, coolest thing. And so I'm taking some pictures. And all of a sudden, there's a banging on my door. Why are you taking pictures of my room? And I freak out. Oh my god, I'm not taking pictures of your room. He's like, Who are you the police? Who are you? Who are you? Open up. I'm like, No! I'm not taking pictures of you, I swear. Like, terrified. Absolutely terrified. I don't go near the window for the rest of the stay. And the room is really, really no bigger than this table. The bed has stains of who knows what on it. Yeah. I was I was checking corners on my way out, afraid of running into somebody real. I, I don't I didn't find I don't find this this hotel scary. Mm-hmm. I find it intimidating. Yes. It's interesting <laughs> and a little oppressive. It has a presence. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. Now none of us have been on the first floor yet. No. Well, I did I did walk down the stairs all the way down you? to the bottom. I walked down to the you stairs, the but stairs? there's a, there's a there was a locked door or, or a closed door I should say, and I'm like I don't want to know that bad. I'm gonna do because it's. Dark. We're doing it tonight. Yeah, we have to. We <laughs> have to. It's a morning. We're doing it tonight. One morning. And by we, I mean me. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Like you, need to, you need to wait until your higher level before you go down. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's 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 next year when you've leveled up, <laughs> they put you in the very it's, low. It, 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 Don't go down, down there. there. That's where the wit is. It literally is. is. It, it, is it literally is like a dungeon. The lower down you go, the more dangerous things are. So right. You know, Paul and I, it's our first year, so they put us on the top floor. That's right. Each year, you just move down. You two are zero level characters. That's right. We're, in, we're almost NPCs. And you were first year, right? No, I'm four. No, what I'm saying is that first year, you, you were oh, here first year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, it it the veterans. Yeah. But they aren't on the first floor. Well, not that's no, no. Well, no, 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 yeah, yeah, next year, yeah. yeah. So who's running this next year? Call it in. Slot three. What? Slot three, quality in. Quality in. Yeah. <laughs> Terror at the quality area. I like it. I've already figured out our Your party meets in cyborgs. Which is fine because you're allowed to gather in a bar. It's a role playing game. Make a social role. Oh, Wayne Wayne Bigfooted you. There you go. Big time. You're you're in the bar. You're surrounded by a number of other adventurers. Find a party. The waitress hates you. Unless you tell her. Tell her it's Paul. Tell her it's Paul. No, no. The first night she hates you. The second night when you tell her it's Paul. Yeah, she's okay with it because the first night after she hated you, you gave her a twenty dollar tip to get her to like you. And what was that bill? Put a twenty-seven dollars. Were you wooing this woman? What you what you do when you, when you sit at the bar for three hours and she comes to your table twice? <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't give her a twenty dollar tip. And, but it worked because the next night we went back. She was sweet. She was there every three yeah. minutes. Not only was she there, she sent her friend Lori. Her partner. She gave him. Yeah, a, I don't think they were looking for a tip. That time. <laughs> she, she gave him a shot in a cup like this, and there was this much. In that was the first night. Night one. Oh, yeah, night, it was one. Like night one. Spit. It was yeah. just like. Yeah. Spit. <laughs> <laughs> It looked like she literally went around to someone else's table who had all had the same shots and just poured them all together. It wasn't, the quite, en- wasn't quite enough, so she hocked a loogie in it and then brought it over to Paul. I wore the exact same shot as Paul maybe 20 minutes later. It's it like, like nice, uh, big. Yeah. It's like oh, this. yeah, robust. And she let, it, she let him drink it out of her cleavage. So. <laughs> Best shot if, of my life. If, Andrew, if Andrew's wife is listening, she let him drink it out of her cleavage. I appreciate that, James. I like fake James so much better. 
she would pay attention to all of us, and you know, you get the hand touch. Yeah. You know, some people get some. But I mean, she, would, she yeah. would look at Paul like he was a turd. Yeah, I guess. Aaron, Aaron got to see the mountaintops. Well, we walk in, and you know, I guess it's okay because you know it's not last names or anything. So we walk in, and they're like, uh, "We're gonna sit you out on the patio. Um, Christine will be your server." And and I was like, "No, they said someone will. We'll, we'll find someone. We'll find someone to be. Yeah, so someone to be, take care of you." And I said, "Tell him it's Paul." <laughs> and so this girl comes out, and she like looks at us. She's like, "Am I supposed to know you? Did someone ask for me? Yeah, here? Did someone ask for me specifically?" I'm like, and we're all looking at each other confused as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess she knows a Paul. And yeah. She was disappointed when it was and this she's Paul. Like, when it was that like, Paul. And then she's like, then she's like, you know, there's more than one Christine that works here. <laughs> I, I suspect perhaps we you creepy guys would like yeah. another yeah. Christine. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, no, we just want beers. She's like, oh, they must have tricked me. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, she did say that. You're so confused. <laughs> <laughs> we had no idea what the trick was, but we were pretty sure we were it in some way. <laughs> well, look at us. Surprise! <laughs> well, it's certainly not the treat. No, and we're, we're going to be here for four hours. Yes. Yeah, just smoking cigars and drinking beer. Yeah, that's awesome. Doing shots. Yeah, doing shots. Doing shots. So this green shots. Green. Oh. We did kamikazes. That was tasty. The kamikazes were fine. It was the St. Patrick's Day green shot that. Yeah. Well, they had the forty-five minute specials. Yeah, they were on clearance. <laughs> <laughs> Get them the half out of the building before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, so forty-five Forty-five minutes. Next forty-five dollars. Which, which you know, that was probably actually an hour-long special. And she drug ass for 15 minutes before coming to Ball's table. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that for the special, she probably would come once. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She's like, well, I've been everywhere else. Yeah. Well, then later her boss comes out. Uh, our supervisor made her a selfie. He's like, it was, it was that is the close. He's no, like, this maybe was the second time. This was last night that the boss came out. No, no, it was no, the first night. He came the first night. Yeah. Yeah, what did he say? It was like 15 minutes to close. He's like, hey, how you guys doing? Yeah. Who's taking care of you? Christine? Christine? Yeah. She's something worth coming out for. Yeah. <laughs> She's worth having coming out. What? Oh, wow. Oh, that made me feel all crossed. Nice. Oh. Yeah. This was her supervisor, Mandrew yeah. something. Yes. And then the bouncer. What's with the bouncer? He well, yeah, one, the bouncer comes over. Was that the eyeballs? bouncer? I thought yeah. he just had another table. No, no, the guy in the black t-shirt? Uh, no, that was the bouncer. Uh, he was working maybe. the place. And boy, he, he gave us the stink eye pretty hard. Oh, they yeah. started one in the table, went all the way to the end. Yeah. I think he was Paused, expecting trouble. Walked away. Which is yeah. random. Well, like, look at us. I'm which like, one of you is Paul? Yeah, like, <laughs> I think they made that Paul Aponte, I'm calling you out. <laughs> like, I was, what, like six foot two or something? Like, I'm the other Christine. Like, like a biker? <laughs> <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> Do I know you? Yeah. Well, we pissed him off. That was the part. Was it the bouncer we pissed off because he, we wanted to go in because we didn't want to drink the uh, the crap whiskey. Right. Which is why we left the, the banquet room because uh, there really wasn't a selection over there in the ballroom. And it was a $5 coverage of the bar since right. St. Patrick's Day. So we went around back through the restaurant and sat on the patio, which was connected to the bar. Circumventing the system. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Blowing past that whole, you know, nefarious corporate five dollar coverage. Yeah, we're sticking it to the man is what we're I'm assuming you're talking about the same bouncer who I walked over and said, Hey, I'm I'm with the con who's over here in this conference room and I, I just need to get a drink that's not offered. Can I can I go in? And he said, Sure bro, just go. I'm just gonna say there's this thing called the truth. 
I'm against it. We were employing our ninjas. I wasn't trying to bluff him. I was rolling a convince roll. Persuasion. We were all wearing our badges like geeks. We were wearing our badges at a bar. Excuse me, sir. Can we get in and have a drink? I wasn't wearing my badge. I got let in. Lesson one. That was good to know. Now that we've laid it all out, the whole night makes sense. When you put it, it's like memento. This is like the final scene in Leverage where you're like, oh, that's how they got that thing. Well, the night two we come back, and Paul's just in the bar, not even on the patio. And Christine sees him, and what's she do? Oh, yeah, she she's like, hey, you're back. It's I'm- Paul. <laughs> she says, Do I? Were you here last night? I'm like, Yeah, we were the guys. She's like, Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, I remember you and your friend Andrew Jackson. Yeah. And she's like, I'll come out onto the patio. I love coming out onto the patio. She's like, It's worth coming out for. I tell you what, though, even though she assumed that she acted like Paul was dog crap, she knew how to get a tip because when she first asked everybody what they wanted, she gave the old uh, pin rub between the boobs for about five minutes while she was waiting for us. It's not a good place to have a rash, I, I guess. God, Aaron had like an 80-minute like oh. fan scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she What's the lean She's like, well, she flips her head. Yeah. <laughs> back. There's a, like, shower, a shower appears freeze. out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> leans back and turns around. <laughs> He's like looking right up. And you, you hear as she's moving in slow motion here. It's that whole superior scene. You know, she was looking down at me from between, you know, the fun bags. The fun bags. Yeah. Uh, I still love that scene. But, uh, but what we learned is that Paul is smooth. Yeah. And, and, and he knows how to turn things around. Yeah. Well, there's so many times that first night when she'd come by and he'd ask for something. And as she turned around briskly, he'd give her the. Just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just trying to be cool. Just, just, I don't, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Has that little half smile on his face. That's a real question. What'd you tip her second name? Less. <laughs> and fortunately, we're not going back tonight. So. What? True. Yeah. Well, well, we're not. Paul may be there. Yeah. No, no, it's a petty open. <laughs> exactly. No, Paul. You tipped her less. You're, you're back to night one. That's true. Not in the night for less. We had two waitresses last night. There you go. But, you know, or, yeah, so they had to split it. He's going back by himself tonight to look for the other Christine. The other Christine. Maybe she'll be the nice one. I'm Christine. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yeah, that's what you should do. You like cigars. That's what you should do. <laughs> You should, you should go back, ask for Christine, say tell her, tell her it's Paul, and when that Christine comes up, be like, oh no, I'm looking for the other one. <laughs> so I tried new Christine again. Yeah, I'm branching out. Yeah. What is the other one? You know, I'm, I'm Paul. Yeah. Actually, I know you've been here every fucking day this week. Go home. Go home to your wife, Mister Aponte. What? <laughs> I'm ready for some pizza. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, this was fun, but I have a game to prepare. Absolutely. So. Thank you. Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm going to go get yeah. some more beers. All right. All right. I'm going to stay here. I'm not gonna, do you want to take that? that. <laughs> you know, I had read that there was a St. Louis-style pizza. Thank you. Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah, they call it St. Louis. It's because, I guess, of the, you know, it's really thin and it's a special kind of 
the only ones who are willing to eat it here? No, it's, it's the, a bunch of people from northern Italy settled here back in the 20s. Uh, place, and they opened all these restaurants up on the hill and lived there and whatnot. And so they brought a lot of their, like the toasted ravioli from sure. St. Louis. And one of the things was they, you know, it was northern style pizza is very common in northern Italy. And so they started calling it St. Louis style pizza. Is it always this bad? <laughs> maybe that's why they got. Maybe they got kicked out of Italy. This is the delivery oh, version. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go to a nice restaurant, you can get some decent. It gets stepped up. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. If you like Chicago style, you're gonna hate it. You'll be confused. You'll be like, "Where's the other two inches thickness?" Uh, the main difference is. Yeah, what you said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Nice, nice softball there. Yeah. You got to set up a brother. That's right. Supposedly the main difference is the Provel cheese or yeah, whatever. Yeah, cheese. It's kind of like they just coated it in cheese was before tossing mm-hmm. it in the oven. I hear nothing bad in that statement. Wow, wow. I'm thinking it's a lot better than Texas style pizza. Whatever the hell is there? Is, is there? Is, is that, is that no, called a taco not. pizza? Yeah, there's maybe. no such thing. That was kind of the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Texas style pizza is. No, Joe's much better when you explain it. And then with barbecue yeah. taco on it. That my friend is not pizza. What about Mexican pizza? That is not pizza. Oh, not pizza. You sure? Yeah. That's some bullshit right there. Uh, yeah, it really is. You know, I. I blame Taco Bell. I have to say. I was about to say they serve Taco Bell. That's a national chain. It must I fucking be blame Taco Bell. I am sure there are people. Taco Bell's ruining half of my culture. I'm sure there are people at this table. I think Taco Bell's ruling all of your culture. Uh, well, <laughs> half of me is more offended than the other half. I'm sure there are people at this table that will disagree with I'm me. Lower half. But I don't believe it's a pizza if there's not red sauce on it. I, I, I can't get behind it. Not even white pizza? I, I, yeah, ugh, that's, that's not pizza. I agree. I agree with 100%. I also don't want a pesto sauce on my pizza. And this is what my wife and I argue about when we're ordering pizza. Because she likes a white pizza and she likes a pesto sauce pizza. Aaron, I guess I think you said awfully close-minded. You know, I, I would be fine if she to order that, but let's not call it pizza. Exactly. Let's call it something else. It's, it's crazy, to take a stand So at this point, this point, it's a silly semantical argument. They well, just want to slightly no, redefine no. the term. You know, let's, let's you, face can, you can call it silly, but this is the kind of thing on which cultures are defined. Right. I, I mean, really. Let's face really. that. It's really. The rise and fall of Western civilization is going to be far right exactly here. Exactly right. It's, it's this far, no further. <laughs> it's a Italian food, the bulk of their of, of the food of which is mostly various types of noodles. It's all noodles. Calling it a different type of noodle doesn't make it a different noodle. It's just spaghetti different with different noodle. sauces. Well, but pizza sets expectations. It has semantic meaning That's right. and a semiotic right. image. I mean, if you, what do you think of when you think pizza? You think this little fucking icon on the box. No, I mean, I think, I think, I think of something with a crust. Okay. Yeah, fruit pizza for God's sake. I'm, yeah, that's I'm not pizza. Also not pizza. You know, no, no, no. Still called pizza. Andrew, yeah, you no. can go sit at another table. I'm fine. <laughs> 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 I mean, seriously, you must have had pizza day at like elementary school, junior high. If they had given you white pizza, you would have been, what is this crap? I was homeschooling everyone in. That explains so much. No, no pizza yeah. day. Wow. I've never seen so much Josh, pizza pedantry in my life. <laughs> Very well said. It's, it's pizza wankery of the highest order. These are important yeah. issues. <laughs> 
I volunteer for a robot competition. Wait, I plenty of home to your, <laughs> your mom, your mom didn't have pizza day every week. Oh, we didn't have pizza day either. Man, but then I grew we up in North Texas. Where we weren't rich, really James. Unless you check Domino's. We weren't rich, which I also don't really qualify as pizza. Have a mom in uh, not the semantic <laughs> Jesus sense. Jesus, John. He's pretty crashing. You just went blue there. <laughs> <laughs> you, you couldn't afford a Totino's? <laughs> what, what is this Totino's you speak of? I've never Here we go. Of That's going to set up a whole other thing. Right Power, what is it? Pizza, pizza rolls. Called pizza rolls? No, no. Think no, no, no. Not Party Gino's pizza rolls. It. Don't yell at me. No, no, no. Different brand. Totino's. Totino's. No, I don't know. They're, it's made they're, of nitrates. They're, they're pizzas. But, yeah. they, are, they are now... They're like seven, eight-inch pizzas. Yeah. That cost $1.25 each now. If you... Like at a grocery store. Yeah. Oh, okay. so yeah, frozen pizza. Right. Yeah. Okay. I blame you for trying to introduce your regional favorites to people. I mean, it's all your fault. I asked technically. Oh, yeah. Well, Paul ruined the fun. There you go. The hallmark of the Totino's pizza, though. Oh, yeah. Is it the I'm same need stuff that they make glue this. out of? <laughs> is what they use for their cheese. For the first, for the first, oh, for the cheese. What was your question? Can you bring me the shittiest pizza you have? I wanted St. Louis style pizza. This is a. Uh, I'm, I'm go, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm it's gonna okay. Dis- I've had much worse pizza. I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. It's not. It's not that bad. No, I, like, I mean I've grown up eating it, so I like it. Again, it is better than the Domino's I had last night. At the Any, chance, almost at, anything is better than Domino's. <laughs> that is absolutely true. I agree. I find yes. Domino's offensive. Even the, the new Domino's. It was the only one that would deliver. Now I and, and I understand sometimes you just have to eat, eat whatever's available, like California Pizza Kitchen, which is yes. also. A God. Yeah, that is that is it's so objectionable. Cannot bear the California pizza kitchen. We have one in New York. I disagree with Papa John's. Well. Yeah, I'm generally against. Papa See, I'm not bad. I'm okay. With Papa I'm okay with Papa John's. I don't find it offensive in the same way, uh-huh. but I object. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Little Caesar's not good, but if they're gonna sell you a pizza for five dollars and no waiting, I'm okay with it being at. You know, I'll eat a Little Caesar's pizza before I leave. Five dollars. Little Caesar's be real. Yeah. I haven't had it. I have, uh, I have Little Caesar's so good you can eat it twice. Since I was in college. But they just opened up one not too far from my house. I'm like, I seem to recall liking it in college, but I also like ramen noodles when I was in college. <laughs> it's better than ramen. Not moving any of your ramen. You can make a ramen. Yeah, it's flavor for starters. Yeah, it's true. Love Little Caesar's. Flavor besides salt. We should have a TV night. There's a seat Little Caesar's across the street. Walk across the street, get a couple of pizzas, come back. Just in time for TV. Crazy red. Just hit the little skeezers on the way home from work this week. You'll love it. I'll do it. It's five dollars. Even if you don't love it, it's five dollars. That's right. Five bucks. You get a coupon for it on your room. You know, I wonder if that works in Texas. The key of shame. The key of shame. The key of shame. It has to. Have we verified that the keys are necessary? That's. They are. They are. I swiped it wrong the other day, and like I get the handle. It's like I went into the room at the opening stages. Levels of this dungeon, they work. Yeah. Out of the wall. There's some real violence occurred in that. By, by, the, way, is, by the way, the uh, key of shame is uh, the key that my first album was written in. Or someone with enough skill. Or a barbarian who can kick down the door. Yeah, it was also true. C4. Stargate's answer to anything. It'll take out the entire. There's a rock slide. C4. Lock door. C4. 
<laughs> when you blow up the ship. C4. These people the waitress done, doesn't like me. These people, C4. <laughs> $20. There's an aspirin on my chair and talcum powder. Oh, C4. Uh, someone so someone else's chicken wings are still in our room. I wish I yeah. could. <laughs> Which we only noticed yeah. last night. <laughs> I need to look up on top of the TV cabinet <laughs> for a half styrofoam container of chicken wings. Not the maids. Not the, maid. no. the maids must all be midgets. <laughs> they are. If no, that's, that's true. They are. I've seen what? them. I walked past them, and they're this tall. Here's what. Yeah. So, <laughs> they're, they're so maybe they spotted it, and they just couldn't reach it. <laughs> maybe that's So, in the, in the bathroom, there's that little sign up on the, the towel rod that says, you know, oh, yeah. save save the environment, reuse your towels. Oh, mine doesn't know, have that. Or you can choose to, you know, say, I don't want to, to reuse my towels. Discard your towel on four means, you know. Yeah, you're in the tub, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, in my uh, hotel room, I started off with two washcloths, two hand towels, and two bath towels. And so, after day one, I discard the washcloth, the hand towel, and a bath towel. And so, I was judged by the maid, who, who says, you know, I've seen what this guy has, has in his hotel room. There's role-playing game books in here. I've been through his bag. There will not be a second person in this room, so he only needs the one washcloth, the one hand towel, and the one bath towel. Aaron, those, those come out of their salary. <laughs> I was left with a smaller supply yes. of towels. Well, if you're not going to be environmental, you are going to be environmental. Yeah, sure. Aaron, if you come into your room tonight and find a body in the tub, don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. My phone doesn't work. Your phone doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Nine, one, your we had one washcloth between Seneca and I. I got to it first. The locker? <laughs> He gets to use the I'm pretty sure Seneca's not showering, though. So That's got to be part of the game. The phones don't work. They call it again, slot three. All right. Can't wait to see what's in the first floor tonight. Yeah. Man, I would go now. No, no. Yeah, no, during I the daylight hours. During get, the daylight hours. You know, to you know, be the, scared, you have to do this at one in the morning. But, you know, the, the real problem is, is that well, we need clean for that sub basement. So there's never any daylight down there. It's, so it's as dark down, down there now here. as it is any other time. My feet are My feet hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh it's the only place I can get porn on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's three o'clock in the morning. My roommates are asleep. I'm on the computer doing things. Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast.